Hello and welcome to the Organic Wine Podcast. This is Adam Huss coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Actually, I'm not in Los Angeles right now, but I recorded this in Los Angeles and wanted to get it out to you. So I've scheduled it to be released while I am traveling. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> My guest for this episode is Mireya Pujol Busquets, and she's breeding the future of Catalonian grapes at her family's estate vineyard just outside of Barcelona, Spain called Alta Alea. As it turns out, 27% of the organic vineyards globally are in Spain, making Spain the country with the most organic vineyards in the world by area. Mireya grew up on a vineyard that was organic from its inception in 1991, but she wanted to go her own way and follow her fascination with science. So instead of viticulture and enology, she studied biology at university and then had two unique experiences working with agriculture in Thailand and Switzerland. In Switzerland, she got introduced to resistant hybrid grapes, peewees, and saw that if grapevines were allowed to reproduce sexually instead of through cloning, they could evolve and adapt to the changes of nature, in contrast to the traditional vinifera grapes that her family grew organically that needed to be constantly sprayed with copper and sulfur, she saw that the grapes could be bred to need no sprays at all. She looked at the legacy and the land that she would leave not only her children, but generations to come. She realized she needed to start the process of making viticulture something that improved the land. And as a farmer, she saw the increasing need for more resistant and resilient vines that could survive in a rapidly more extreme climate. So Mireya has started a project to breed the traditional vinifera varieties of Catalonia to produce resistant varieties that preserve the culture of her land, but that can be farmed without sprays of any kind, and that can withstand the increasingly extreme weather conditions. Her project is called the Resistant and Autochthonous Varieties Adapted to Climate Change, or V-R-I-A-A-C-C, VRIAC, <laughs> an acronym in Spanish. With resistant varieties, of grapes and the elimination of the need to spray, she will reduce compaction, reduce emissions, create a healthier environment for humans and animals working in and around the vineyard, and reduce losses due to fungal infestations. So you can see why I might think what she's doing is super cool. The other thing that I think is super cool and really encouraging is that I'm finding more and more people around the globe who are coming to the same conclusions independently. Maybe this is only surprising because I've forgotten how deeply connected we all are to the earth. When the earth is out of balance, we feel her needs. We grow in response to them. Despite our crazy brains, we can't help but begin to extend our roots down to find the living waters. We can't help but begin to grow toward the light. Enjoy. Mireya, thank you so much for doing this. Welcome. Thank you. Can you talk about where you are and your and your winery? Where I am right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where are you? Where is our winery? No, who we are? Um, yeah. Well, we are um, in Alella. That is a very small appellation. Actually, it's the smallest appellation in Spain, and it's it's just ten kilometers uh, north of Barcelona. So this means 20 minutes by car if there's no traffic. And uh, in front of the Mediterranean Sea, um, one kilometer and a half. So I can see the the sea right now. So this is wow. where I, I'm just, uh, my window, okay, uh, is looking uh, at the sea, at the Mediterranean Sea. Wow. And it's we an... We very sorry for you. Sorry? We all feel very sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a very very beautiful place. I have to tell you. Yeah. You're in a uh, within a natural park. Is that right? Yeah, this is the natural park of like um, we call Serralada Marina, and uh -huh. thanks to this, we can be where we are because actually, you know, everyone wants to live on the surroundings of the big cities, no? So uh -huh. Aleya and uh, this wine region used to be not big, but much, much bigger than it is right now. Right. But uh, because of being so close to Barcelona, so it was disappearing, no? Right. Um, you have to think that now we have uh, around 200 hectares in total. So imagine. 
Um, so, uh, like 30 years ago, um, the government protected this area, and it's more or less when we started the project. So it's been great for us because um, we came from nothing. We started with one hectare, and we had to find uh, fields um, around to to be able to you know to yeah. to develop our project. So it was great that we could um, be able to buy land uh, in the um, natural park that it's just uh, allowed to be um, dedicated to agriculture, not to, yeah. you know, building houses or whatever. Great, right. And is, is it because you're within that natural park that you were organic from the beginning or was that a family value? This was a family value because, well, I, I was five years old, so my decision <laughs> didn't count <laughs> in that moment, you know. Uh, but I think that it, it counts a little bit because the, the idea of my parents was to move here uh, when we bought, we bought like four hectares that they were totally abandoned with like a little bit of forest, a little bit of like, like plants, but uh, it was like something abandoned. And a house so the house was also abandoned it, it's a modernist house same style as gaudi that it's an artist that people that have oh, yeah. been in barcelona knows no that built the yeah. sagrada familia so it's this style of house and the, the idea was that in some years we could move here no and if you are going to live no um on the field and you are like cultivating or you know treating the plants you have to think that everything that you put on the plants and on the field and on the land, you're going to mm, smell it, drink it, uh, yeah. feel it, you know. Your so, kids are going to play in it. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that this helps also not to say, okay, yeah, we're going to do this, but we want to be part of this, so it has to be organic, no? Right. Uh, but it was a big challenge because, you know, it's 32 years ago, um, there was no one doing this. Right, <laughs> right. We, one of the first ones in in our country um, although spain is the first in the world in in terms of uh, volume of uh, organic viticulture fantastic i didn't actually yeah. realize that yeah yeah 27 wow. percent of the be organic vineyards in the world 27 percent eh, wow. are in spain it's amazing huh? that's amazing it's That's amazing, yeah, 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 yeah. But we don't know how to communicate it, you know. <laughs> I mean, well, hopefully, this to... will help. <laughs> yeah? Sorry. Hopefully, this will. Hopefully, this will help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it should help. Yes. Um, well, so you grew up with wine in a obviously like a wine family on a on a vineyard, and you went on to study biology. What 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 was that? Why not study viticulture and enology? Because actually, I grew up uh, surrounded by by bottles first. You know? <laughs> um, like my mom uh, started a wine shop when I was born. Okay. And I was more connected first with with the shop than the vineyards because uh, we didn't we didn't make the first vintage until two thousand one. So I was sixteen in two thousand one. Um, and I don't know, I, I didn't really knew, uh, know what I wanted to do with my life, no, because um, the family project begin, began more when I was an adult. You know what I mean? My father, he worked for another company. So I was in contact, but it was more like his job. It was not his project, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I, of course, I was working, like collecting grapes since I'm, I don't know, since I was 13 and I was doing lots of harvest. But I don't know, it was also, it's difficult to explain, but as a kid also, um, I felt also that like the viticulture, like the wine world was keeping my parents away from us also a little bit. Mm. It's difficult to explain, no? Yeah, but yeah. it was like the plan was also always, hey, we have to go to this vineyard. It was it was fun sometimes, but at the end it was like monothematic, you know? <laughs> and yeah. When you are, I don't know, a teenager, um, I don't know, it's not your 
yeah it's agriculture of any kind is is not oh, necessarily yeah. what excites you yeah exactly so yeah i i knew that science was something that i liked okay. um so i say okay i'm gonna study biology something more general um here in spain biology is is like a huge uh, career it's it's not it's like a big thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I knew that I was gonna like, like discover a lot of things. I, I think it's difficult when you are 17 and uh, to say, I'm gonna do this specific thing. No? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I mean, or- yeah, it's like, it's not the same saying, I want to be a doctor than saying, I want to, I don't know, be a gynecologist. It's different. Right. Yeah. So when you are 17, you can say, I want to be a doctor. Like, I wanted to be a scientific, you know, like, and then yeah. you can say, I want to be, um, like, you know, dedicate my life to plants or I want to dedicate my life to animals. So I really right. needed to have, like, a, the whole view, you know. And, yeah. and, well, it was hard, but I also enjoyed. And I really, I really wanted to make my own path, you know. I really wanted to make my own decisions. However, I was so, you know, I had this <laughs> this thing, I had it there, you know, I you knew this it. family business, yeah. Exactly, but uh, it has changed a lot. So when I was yeah. 18, there were two people working here, three, you know, and now we are 30, almost 40. So it has changed a lot. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't really know what means family business. I didn't really know what means future, what means responsibility, one means, uh, I don't know, the rest of your life. You are 18. Yeah. You know yeah. what it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. to be honest, it's like this, no? So, yeah. yeah, I did a little bit my things, and but I, I felt connected with 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 nature, with, with life, with science, something that, I don't know, always have had a, an interest in me. It's like this. Yeah. yeah. And you... <laughs> Then did something really interesting and went to Thailand. Yeah, I went to Thailand. I went to I wanted to escape. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like you got involved in something really interesting yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that later so, had uh, yeah, continues yeah. to have influence on your life. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Um, I, I also escaped to Thailand at one point in my life, and I have a oh, deep well, bond. We, for yeah, Thailand maybe we, we met and we we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's right. It's possible. Um, so yeah, when I well, I was studying my my uh, degree, bachelor, I don't know. In in every country, it's a different name. In biology, I joined like um, a group in my university. It's like a cooperation group, um, volunteering thing, and I was volunteering on like the. How do you call um, like uh, environmental things, things like that, no? And yeah. and they they told me that there was an opportunity from the government of uh, Spain, from people that are finishing their degrees or they are doing their masters, and know, to work uh, one year in a in an office of the United Nations. Mm-hmm. So I applied, but I applied like you play the lottery, you know. <laughs> so I applied. You know, I didn't tell anyone like, oh, okay, this is impossible, you know. Right and, right. and and I have like we say here in Spain a flower in my ass. Like <laughs> I'm really lucky with these things. <laughs> and yeah, it worked. You know, I yeah. I went through all the 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 tests, the meetings, na 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 na, and. I got the I got the internship, um, and I was one year in Bangkok working in the UNEP, that's that United Nations Environment Program, uh-huh. um, working in maybe too too big like a huge um, project, but uh-huh. it was fun. It was fun, but it 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 also gave me the. Um, one of the first maybe knowledges of my my career it was like okay um science is big everything you can dream big you can do whatever you want but i want to be on the field like okay Mm. there's a lot of bureaucracy that someone has to do like lots of projects paperwork and you know uh, posters and and statistics and you know research okay but to be on the field like 
this is what yep. makes me really, really happy, no? Um, so I finished my 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 experience there. It was great, no? It's always great to to have experiences abroad when you are young to meet people, see the world. Um, I don't know, ripen. I don't know how to yes, say it. Yes, but yes. You know? That's a great way to say it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, come back, no? And I came back. And how, can I ask you just a, 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 a random question? How do, how do you like Bangkok as a city? I like it. I don't know. Uh, it's not the same visiting than living, no? Uh, when right. you visit a city, you're a tourist. And right. when you live there, you have your routines, you get to know like the cool things, the things that you have to avoid. You get to have your own family there because this is the cool thing when you are traveling is that you don't make friends, you make family, no? Yeah. Um, so I love it. I, it was it was great. Um, I didn't yeah. have any problems. Uh, I don't know. It was... I don't know, one of the first things, important things that I made in my life, like that started no, to to really change my life and be an adult. So I will always have uh, great memories. Sometimes I think about it and I regret something. Sometimes I don't regret. I don't know. Um, it was good. It was good. Now that I have two kids, I always think they, they have to do something like that, like, like one year really far from a like really really different culture you know um and and it's also good to realize like we all know how lucky we are to you know to we were yeah. born in a in a in the good part of the world no but yeah to it's, good parents you know, know. it's always yeah. good to to live it you know to to not just know it also like to to really feel it and and live it i don't know it's it's a good thing and yeah. it's an important place on my heart of course yeah me too yeah. <laughs> one of the first because then yeah. i i also i was in other places but it was well good. let's talk about you went from there uh, i don't know if it was direct but you ended up in switzerland working with yeah working yeah. with, you want to talk about what you were working with there maybe. yeah yeah yeah. i was then yeah when i came back here it was uh, i don't know i think 2010 or something like that so i started a master in organic agriculture and like most of the choices that we do in our lives is not just ah okay i'm gonna study this no it was the best uh, schedule for me to do this master because it was during the weekends and during the week uh, I could uh, work because right. I was also, I wanted to study something different, like it was uh, agriculture for for development, so more continuing what I was doing in the UN, but um, I wanted to work too. So this one, this master gave me the possibility you know, to, to work. And I start working like seriously on the, at the winery. And it was a very general master in organic agriculture, not just um, um, agriculture, also with animals. I don't know how to say, like, agriculture with animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. The yeah. animals field, animals on the field. Yeah. And we got to travel all over Spain, visiting farms, um, like crops. It was really, really interesting. Um and of course, I, I had I already had uh, a big contact with organic agriculture because our farm or our vineyards were organic. So since I was five, I it's what I but I knew no. But yeah. it was great to see how was organic agriculture and in in Spain, like in general, like which which was the. I don't know, the level of organic agriculture knowledge and also like, um, I don't know how to say in English, but uh, penetration, I don't know, in, in, no. in, the, in the whole country, no? How far yeah. it, it, it was going, um, organic agriculture in that moment. And right. I, I won a scholarship to, to work on a... Um, on a research center in Switzerland, in a research center of organic agriculture in Switzerland. 
because as I told you, I have this flower on my ass that when I, I say, yeah, I, can I go there? Yes, you are the, the right person. So I was really lucky. And I spent, I did uh, like my research there. Uh -huh. There is where I uh, had my first contact with the hybrid grapes, hybrid varieties. Right. So I, this farm, it's like uh, a not huge farm. It's a farm with like the latest technologies, no, uh, in terms uh -huh. of um, laboratories, you know, uh, machines, everything. Yeah. Um, and they have like examples of many different kinds of crops and animals. For example, they have, I don't know, 20 cows. They have 20 pigs. They have, um, I don't know, five hectares of viticulture. Then they have everything. They have, I don't know, tomatoes. They have everything, okay, that you can imagine. They have a little bit like samples, okay? Right. And they make research on this. And they yeah. make research on the farm, but they also make research with external farms or external, I don't know, um, um, vineyards they, also. So they're, are they doing compar comparisons between their what they're doing versus, you know, yeah, somebody they do research it? in other, like, for example, imagine, no, um, these people come to Altalea and say, um, okay, we want to do a research in a new compost. Na, na, na. Do you want to uh, join okay. the research and we we do this together? And every month we come and we, you know, evaluate the soil, the leaves. Na, na, na. So Perfect. they do these two kinds of research with their own um, animals and plants and with external. So I had yeah. the opportunity to do this with, with an external um, vine vineyard in, in Sion in the in the Sion Valley but also on the on the farm I would say um, uh -huh. I started to hear names of, of grapes that I haven't heard before you know like what and do you remember like any Johaniter, Solaris grapes that are hybrids Solaris yeah no? I know Solaris yeah. Yeah. yeah but I was like 24 you know so right, I didn't right. yeah, no. I didn't hear it what? until last year <laughs> right <laughs> No, no, I, I didn't know, any, and and then I I started to get in contact with the guys on the on the viticulture field, and then I joined some meetings with these hybrids, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is here. It's raining all day, and you can make organic agriculture. How can you make it? No, with the European law, I mean, right, I think right. it's impossible. But then they. It's where I say, okay, um, where they explain me, you know, that um, they've been crossing plants and they have hybrids. And it was really, really interesting, but it and, was okay. You know? And, <laughs> I mean, and you, you also got to taste the wine from those hybrids, I imagine, right? Yeah, I taste and, the wine of the, those hybrids. And, and what did you think? I mean, were you impressed? Were you, was you surprised? Were you, what was your... It's difficult to say. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt was... there were light wines, I would say. Light. Okay. It was, well, yeah, like a, Solaris is a white grape and, right, very yeah. crisp, very, like, makes a yeah. very clean white wine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, light wines. Um, but, but then I, I came back here, no, after, and one of my... You, is it fair to say you had been sort of inspired to see what the potential was for? No, no, you know? I was not. No, I was. I was not that mature, uh, honestly. Okay. <laughs> no. okay. No, I was still on my like twenties. Yeah, twenties. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If we have to be honest, but then I came here. I came back, and I. My father has one of his best friends is Jose Maria Albet from Albetinoya. Um, it's he's like my uncle, okay, in the uh -huh. wine world. So um, I went to to work with him for a while because I didn't want to work with my father. No, these things that <laughs> happen to all the kids. Yep. So yep. I was uh, pruning with his team. I learned to to prune with with his team on the field, and he's a super pioneer also. And he had also an interest on on the peewees. No. Mm -hmm. So then we started to talk and and he has been um, the leader of this project also, no? Right. Um, and yeah, then everything started more or less in, in, yeah, in 2011 or something like that. 
when and we should just pause and say the peewees when you talk about peewees you're talking about those hybrids that yeah right yeah they, they're from us they're peewees with, are more called in europe and then we how do you call baptize them here with our own name and right. they are called here ours like the ones that we have created they are called uh, briacs they, they mean um autochthonous varieties I yeah, yeah. It's difficult to translate like this. Uh, <laughs> right, right. What it, uh, um, adapted to climate change. Vale? More right. or less translation. That it's what a peewee is, not as a, like, it's adapted grape varieties. This would be the summary, I think. Right, right. The, yeah. um, I'm trying to look up what. what Vriacs. Vriacs, the uh, V-R-I-A-A-C-C. -C. They are hybrids. But there is like the biggest like association or I don't know, organization, sorry, in the world that has been leading all this kind of of uh, viticulture is the Peewees. It's a... Right. It's it's the, the oldest, I would say, the eldest. Sorry. Right. And then the Vriacs are the new one that are... Is that specific to Spain? No, it's, well, it's no. our project. It's just... It's just your project. Okay. The wineries that, uh, that uh, started the project uh, private because it took us some years to, to get the administration involved. And now we are starting to... to we ask for some loans, yeah? Yeah. Uh, from the administration really? and now after you know like more than 10 years we are starting to to cooperate with the administration <laughs> that's, always, that's always the hardest part um, so can you describe the project uh the and and if i if i can just restate it the um but, but, but resistant and autochthonous variety is adapted to climate change that's the the english version of vriac right uh yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> more or less <laughs> difficult to translate sometimes like this yeah, yeah okay can you describe what that project involves like what you're doing to mm. to yeah like how 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 it started and what, yeah, what how it started and what and what what yeah what I, I'd yeah. love to know the numbers and really give people a sense of what's involved in, in creating these new varieties. Okay, so I think that the first thing also important to know is w what is like the objective of this, no? Like, what is why? the objective? Thank that's you. Great. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. It's <laughs> a great question uh, I should have asked. <laughs> yeah, like why, why you did this, no? Yeah, um, why did you do this? Well, well, I mean, and what I was trying to get at before when I said, did that inspire you? was like, at what point yeah. did you, did this all click in your mind and you say like, hey, like this is something that I care about and this is something I want to dedicate time and my, you know, my time and energy to do it. Well, I think that uh, one is like the most important thing I always say it's when I think is about legacy and it's not now that I have kids, it's also um, in terms of general, like, the world no like what i'm like what i'm gonna do with everything that i have uh, if i want to do it a little bit better no like mm -hmm. which changes i have to do you know to yeah to i don't know to do it a little better yeah. so we work with organic agriculture but the definition of organic agriculture is defined by 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 governments no like right right i mean of course of scientists that work on uh, governments but it's it's a definition you have to follow some rules no and then you have a stamp and they say you are organic no right um, and it's good it's good i mean um, it's a good thing to have and it's a good thing to follow but uh i always uh, think or thought um that we could go further no yeah like yeah. Uh, okay. I, I always think that organics looks at you know, looks at it in the same way as conventional. It just changes out the inputs. You know, it's like you can't use this, but you can use this instead of rethinking the whole system. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you think this right now, 
you think this now, but you have to think the change. Like imagine when there was just conventional agriculture, like after the green revolution, all the tractors, all right. the uh, herbicides, pesticides. Like there was a moment right. that it was so fucked up, you know. Like yeah, yeah. and like changing this, it's been now we are like oh, it's no, no, no. It was not easy to change it, no. But now that we we know it that we like dominate it, you know. Right. Yeah, we our obligation, no, is to go further, no. Right. Like, no, that's I mean, a really good perspective. Yeah, you're right. It's so, good to have that. Um, so yeah, please I, go on with your objectives. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciated you going no, no, with that. But so yeah, it's, it's it's actually this, no. It's the, the objective at the end is like, okay, I I don't want to treat the plants. I want to have adapted plants, healthy plants, healthy soil. The most important, healthy soil. Because if you think about legacy, about future generations, no, like, I don't know, yeah. maybe they don't want to grow grapes, but they will have to use the soil. If right. we, like, or, I mean, if they, they want to use this soil and I, I treat it and it becomes like cement, Right. How they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna mm, turn it around? It's impossible, no. Yeah. Um, so let's try to work without copper. Let's try to work without sulfur. Um, let's try to do it, no. So yeah. if you analyze the the whole system, if you in terms of like global agriculture, the big problem or the big consequence is that at the end, all the plants that we, most of like all the crops that we see are clones, no? Right. Plants that that you buy uh, on a, on a beaverist, on a, how do you call it, baby plants um, specialist. I don't know how <laughs> to say English. Like a nursery, yeah. A nursery, yes. And then they, you plant them, no? But they are twins, no? They have right. the same DNA. And and for example, with with plants like like uh, vineyards that they live many many years, we don't change them every year, so they are the same, no? Right. Um. So what what the humans have been doing is that we have been uh, using uh, a sexual reproduction to multiplicate our plants, no? Um, if there is, if this multiplication no, of, or this um, reproduction of the plants is asexual, it means that there is no recombinations of two organisms, two different organisms. If there is no recombination, there's no evolution. And yeah. if there is no evolution, there's no adaptation. No? Yeah. Yeah. There's no natural selection. Yeah. And we have the consequences of even though that we work in what we call organic agriculture, that it's okay, it's fine, um, we still have to treat the plants. It's like yeah. this because yeah. they are not adapted. This yeah. is like the 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 summary of the situation. No, yeah. so if we have plants that are not adapted and we have a climate change or we have different um, environment. Um, than we used to have, uh, maybe what we have to change is the plant because we can't change the environment, no? <laughs> and we know yeah, that... It seems very, very straightforward to me. I, I totally get you. <laughs> yes, no, no. I try to explain it uh, like this. I don't know. No, uh, it's great. I, I love hearing you say it. It's a very well said and, and I, yeah, I... I, I I'm learning how to express That's why I study biology. Now I can answer your question. <laughs> your question. No, awesome. um, and I think that that it's um, it's like this, no? So then you say, okay, I can't change. What can I change, no? I mean, what it's what it's what is my responsibility? What can I do? And here is like the the big question. And then we started uh, trying to find these plants that. Um, uh, that of course we had uh, some things uh, really clear too that we didn't wanted to lose um, like the story related to our to our grapes, no? And right. you could also say maybe why don't you I don't know uh, take a plant from from a cooler place or a warmer place or a 
place where you have more rain and then you plant it here, no? And it will be more adapted now that you have these climate conditions. No, right. because then we will we will be uh, losing all the cultural, no? All the wine culture that has been created related to a uh, panza blanca, a macabeo, a parallada, garnacha, no? That there is a story. Yeah. This is part of the value of our wines, no? Right. Um, so you have to be a little bit more clever and say, okay, so <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... And, and would you say respectful or, or appreciative? In, is that another way to say clever? <laughs> yeah, you know no, I mean? or, or, or more imaginative, I would say. More imaginative, like, okay. or, or not do something more easy and quick, no? Like try to, mm, you know, mm. break your I head. Yeah. Get, get creative, say, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, it's uh, we connect with um, with a guy that it, he's like I'm the master of the hybridation in Europe, and we said okay, can you help us with the project? And he's a really nice guy, and and we started to develop the project. And what's his name? Valentin Bladner. He's from Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, we started this project with Alveti Noya, Saye Pignol, and us, so three wineries together. And having in mind that we wanted to have, like, the mother plant had to be our our plants, no? Our, Your local varieties. Our yeah. varieties. But we wanted to cross them with, with, with fathers, with parents, <laughs> with yeah. fathers that... Um, that had some resistance against the the infections that we that we were suffering more. Um, also, like our cycle was becoming shorter. So things, no, uh, some objectives that it, this is more technical, but some objectives that for us were were really really important, and we started to to cross the, um, the grapes, no, with like uh, manual pollinization, okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then obtaining uh, seeds and planting seeds on greenhouses and having this, this kindergarten, I don't know how you told me before. The baby, nursery. <laughs> nurseries yeah. of... of uh, I like the idea of a kindergarten, of a vine <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, and then we started like this, no? Yeah. And, yeah, we obtained... And now, were those, is this where Thailand came back into your story? No, no, because we just sent the, the seeds to Thailand. I didn't... Oh, you I the didn't seeds? Okay. I didn't have the opportunity to go back to Thailand uh, yet. No, so, no, no. but but you are sending seeds to Thailand, and so yeah. Well, some, uh, of, them, some of them, some you're, you're growing here, some you're growing we did, there. We did it to to how do you call it? To lose one year because um, uh, we could skip one winter sending the ah, seeds. Ah, yes, to gotcha, Thailand. gotcha. Okay, yeah. so to to save a year, yeah. So you, yeah, you, to save, you sorry. To keep to save, and and then we 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 did the first year in Thailand, but then we did all the the other research here in in Catalonia. Gotcha. Um, but so, yeah. you know, it it brings up a question. I mean, I know you want them to be locally adapted, but if you are looking to the future, where you're assuming the climate will change, the world will change. It does seem really clever and creative to me to to do that to do your breeding in a place with a much more extreme climate, like extreme humidity, extreme heat, and put it, you know, in a greenhouse, even in that climate. And so what survives there should certainly be able to survive a Mediterranean climate that might be changing to a hotter climate like Spain. Um, was that part of your thinking as well, where you're, you want to expose them? No, actually the putting them on greenhouses with high temperature, and high humidity, we, we already put them like in more extreme conditions that they really okay. have. Here already. in, yeah, there in Barcelona it, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But it, it's really, really difficult to to know what's going to happen with the weather. I mean, right, right. Uh, you know, now we have a uh, cyber, uh, like extreme uh, dryness this year. It's been like terrible. Right. Um, but who knows? Yesterday we had forty-five liters like this, and we've been we had one hundred 
in the whole year. And yesterday oh, wow. we had 35. So it's oh. it's crazy, you know. It's There's no, I don't know, there's no answer. We don't know what's going to happen. But right. what I really know is that when we finish the project, in a few years we will have to start the project again. Because at the end, we will have clones again. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it, to, to me, this is the thing that I keep saying, is we need to change our thinking about viticulture, that it isn't this stagnant process of recreating, of just cloning this, you know, finding finding the perfect thing that will be perfect forever. It's We have to stop thinking that way and start thinking right. about this breeding and adaptation and, you know, yeah. using sexual reproduction rather than clonal reproduction needs to be part of our viticulture always now going forward it's a process it's not yeah but maybe a I journey mean, to a destination I mean, we are we are so far to think about this but um like for example w w the organisms we have mutations while right. we are living no right um, um so who knows like it's it's science is 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 so complex um mm. Um, I'm reading a book now that it's called The Sacred Lives of of Trees. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, maybe someone that is hearing this, this I, I, podcast um, has read it. It's from yeah, a German, I know that book. Yeah. German writer. Um, and, for example, me, that I'm super uh, scientific and I'm zero esoteric and, uh, you know, I... I I don't know. I'm very saying like one my one plus one is two, and that's it. No, I'm <laughs> sometimes I'm too too strict with this. I'm reading this book, and I'm my mind is opening really, really, really because it talks about uh, things that I've never really thought about. Like I know that plants are alive, no, but how they communicate to each other. Things that sound very strange, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean. Well, there are things that we cannot control right now, but I don't know. Who knows? Uh, we don't know everything. Yeah, we we know the things that we can know with our uh, intelligence and with our perceptions, but there are more things that we cannot feel that we cannot even understand right now. Um, of course, not us or the next generations, but I don't know where the like where the world is going no maybe in some years everything is gonna be hydroponic we don't know no? um but what it's true if we think about like what can i do with my life no with with the years that i'm supposed to be alive um for sure it's it's uh, continue doing this project and of course starting new projects like this because we we like the whole population knows that there is a climate change, but all the people that are related to agriculture, animals, plants, we knew for many, many years that there was a climate change, no? Right. Um, uh, so we have to be aware of what's, what's going to happen. Uh, but I think that no one has any idea. So, yeah. yeah. And reality is always, how do you say in English? It's like, it's, it's, it's more than science fiction. Like, <laughs> yeah, stranger it, than yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, truth, yeah. truth so, is stranger than fiction as well. I don't say. know. Like what 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 I want is to have like an aviticulture as I would say natural as possible. You know. Yeah. This would be my my I don't know objective in in life in general. Right. Yeah. Something a a plant that does well without our help without with very little help from us right exactly. Which, that seems the the objective yeah, but then you have to create the conditions eh, to do right. this like right. it's not just it's not easy but we yeah. will see. we'll see well it also i mean when you talk about the uncertainty of the future i mean we know things will be it, at least it seems like things are getting more extreme in every way more rain more dry more heat more cold it it also seems like in, in addition to the variety, like finding good varieties that can withstand these things, maybe also a variety of varieties, like a, a diversity within a vineyard system. So you're planting instead of just, you know, five 
grapes, maybe you're planting 25 grapes. Um, so that, you know, depending on what happens that year, some of them will do well and some of them won't kind of thing. Is that something that you are thinking about with, with Alta, with Alta Alea? Not, not this, but what I, I also, I told to my father a few months ago, uh, uh, something, not this, but similar. Um, when I started to read this book, no, that this book that I was talking about talks a lot about free, free plants, no, not plants that are, um, you know, on a, on, on a field to be harvest or whatever. Um, I thought maybe what we have to do is um, to go back to the past and have like co-plantations. So now we have monocultives. Right. No? Yeah. Um, and, and the plants, uh, I don't know how to say, they know. No, it's not that they know, but they kind of know uh, <laughs> that they are not free, that they are on a field. Um, um, I don't know how to say. They are not as free as a tree on a forest. I don't know how to say. Okay? Yeah, yeah, not so wild. We, we co-plant like different grape varieties. They feel more... Um, naturally planted Oof, i don't know how to say uh do you know what i mean yeah 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 absolutely so you it's more thinking of recreating a natural system mimicking nature exactly. and having more of a polyculture where exactly. yeah the, yes. the they get to communicate with lots of different yes. no, this plants. this came to my came to my mind when for the first time in my life, I'm 37 years old and I've been uh. walking around the vineyard since I was born. It's the first time in my life that I've seen vineyards dying, vines mm. dying, but not one or two. No, like a lot dying because they, they don't have water and they are dying. No, if you don't drink water, you die. So they are dying. And I was like, wow, why they are dying? Um, if, for example, on, on the forest, when a tree is maybe being infected by, uh, by, by insects or by something, and the tree um, sends like hormones or information to the other trees to say, hey, protect yourselves because um, you're going to die. There's an infection going around. Yeah, stay together, uh, guys, you know, uh, yeah, fight yeah. against this. And, and on the other chains, with, um, with, because the, the trees know, no, I, I'm talking like I'm crazy, sorry, but because the trees know that if they are, they become just like alone and all their neighbors die, they will die because they will be not, they will not be protected by their surrounding, okay? And they have, right less chance to survive so when you are on a on a field on a crop that you have to harvest um they work individually the plants you know yeah. if there's a little bit of water everything is for me i don't want to die but it doesn't matter if my neighbor dies so this is the difference between having plants like planted to be um, to, with a final no um, objective of of a like um, agriculture uh, yeah. thing, no, or being free. So I was thinking maybe if we start co-planting different um, grapes. You know, they feel more as we uh, free, like naturally yeah. planted, no. And so I didn't thought about planting twenty thousand different grapes or varieties, but I thought about doing this. But it's Have something you? that I thought one day and. It's there. It's on on one part of of my imagination, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we will do it. We have to. We what have about to... what about like you said, in, incorporating some trees uh, as well? No, there you... are, there are, there are. I mean, okay. if you, I mean, you cannot see. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the vineyard right now. Like our our office is just on the middle of the vineyard, uh -huh. and I can see. I see lots of pine trees, vineyards. While I'm talking to you, I see both. Everything is yeah. surrounded. We work with like really small uh, parcels yeah. surrounded by trees. No, no, but I think that we have to go a little bit uh, farther. You know, yeah. uh, more integrative everything. Uh, much more, uh, yeah, much more free. I don't know, difficult there eh? because you have to, you have to. To pay the rent, you know. Yes. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this is fantastic. I, I really appreciate you sharing all this. Am I, I, I'm really excited to see what you continue to do and what varieties you come up with and what, you know, what your project looks like in another 10 years, because I think I, I can already hear a lot of fun ideas <laughs> coming out of what you're doing. So I really appreciate you for sharing that. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. And now, is there anything else that you would like to share? Because I don't want to keep you, but I want, you know, I want you to say whatever you need to say. No, um, that the best thing is to to experience uh, all, all everything that I'm talking about is to to come here and experience, you know, by by yourselves. Um, at the end, it's it's very nice to talk and to explain and all that, but it's it's even better if you can come here, like to see it, smell it, taste it, you know, yeah. feel it on your on your body, and <laughs> and it's it's an experience, you know, that it is always it's always the best way to to communicate and to. Yeah, mm. I don't know to to meet Ooh. people and share knowledge and everything. It's it's the cool part of all of this. So I invite everyone who whoever comes to Barcelona to give us a call or yeah. uh, go into our web page or online, and they will find us and and come here and visit us. And w and your web page is altalega .wine. Very easy. A-L-E-L-L-A. Yeah. For Alea. Um, fantastic. Well, yeah, I love the idea. You're basically saying get out, get off the podcast and get out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go do that. You, you uh, said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mireya. It's really great talking to you. I really appreciate you sharing all this. Thank you.